You're riding on the Denial Bus with Patty Crouch and Holly Gates. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas is over. I want it to be over. I realized it was over yesterday when Jackson realized that there were garland on the ceiling and he climbed up on the table and pulled one off. Oh, I was like, wow, he was ready. He has standards. Yeah, apparently enough is enough for him. And the first thought I I thought was, oh, I guess I'm going to take him down because Jackson's going to take him down. And then the second thought I had was, "Eh, but it lasted through Christmas. (laughs) So I was happy. So I'm just now worried about next year because he may be taller. <laughs> he may be oh, able to take the yeah. garland from the ceiling off. And then what will I have left? Oh, oh yeah. That's your only safe decoration, right? Oh, yeah. He was able to get it. But it took him a long time. Like I was able to enjoy it. It took him a long time. And I still haven't taken the others off. I'm just going to wait for him to pull them down one by one. And then we'll take it off. No, that's not true. I'll yeah. probably end up taking them off before Chris's birthday because that's kind of my limit. Chris's birthday is February 1st. In so February, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I push it. I push it a lot. But by his birthday, I'm like, okay, I guess we'll celebrate your birthday now. So, how was your... I usually want it to last and last, but this year I was ready. Really? Was what ready made... To take it down. What made uh, you want well, it we, ready? We did put everything up a little bit earlier because... Thanksgiving was so late this year, so it felt like, oh, we can do it earlier. We're going out of town. So we'd already, like, watched a thousand Christmas movies. And, I mean, after Thanksgiving, I kind of thought Christmas was over because we had celebrated Christmas with Derek's parents. And we'd already been celebrating for, like, a month. And then I was like, oh, it's still December. Yay. Yay. And then we had second Christmas, which was real Christmas. Um, <laughs> I love and it. it was lovely. But I, we, as I think I've previously mentioned, just stopped paying for our storage unit and brought everything back into the house. So I've kind of been waiting until after Christmas to reorganize all the Christmas decorations, buy some new storage units, try and fit for the patio, try and figure all that out. So I was just raring to go and get all of those boxes. Oh, out you were excited for cleaning and organizing. Yes, I was. So that's so what I, happened. I couldn't wait. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I waited. Oh, I waited. So is it all done and organized and clean and like your Christmas is no longer happening at your house? Oh, yeah. I I got it all taken down pretty quickly, like the day we got home. Which was what day? Uh, The day after New Year's. Oh, that's still feasible. I feel like most people are like, okay, January 2nd. I feel like there's a couple different types of people. There's people that are like, okay, it's the 26th. Let's get this done. And I'm like, what? Are you crazy? No. And then there's people who are like, and I think most people are probably, okay, the second day of the new year, you can wrap up, you know, 1919 and let's start 2020. 1919? Yeah, That's not the right year yeah, at all. Wow. No, no, let's, no. let's wrap up 1919. No. <laughs> we should wrap up that year. Um, it's been a while. We probably should be over that. It's in the past. Let's move on from 1919. Uh, well, we were out of town until that day. So the minute we got home. But usually I wait till after my birthday, which is the fourth, to do it. But this time, yeah, the 
second they were, it was down. So your normal time is the fourth. Like you do it the a couple no, well, days after, after your so after like your birthday. Fifth or sixth. Yeah, I'll wait like a week after New Year's. But this year I did it right on. Gotcha. I wait. I wait. I wait, and I kind of have an unspoken agreement with Chris that I will put it up before his birthday. So. Which is February first. So that's fine. what I I go that's towards. Okay. I kind of like that limit in the sense that it keeps me. It's a boundary that I need. You know, <laughs> like I need someone to be like, "Suck it up, Buttercup. Christmas is over." <laughs> so <laughs> that's nice. Um, how was hi, Sebastian? Hi, yeah, we should mention I'm home and Sebastian is home and my attempt to put on a movie and keep him away from me is not working. That's okay. So you might hear little little highs every once in a while. He has the sweetest little cutest voice. Hi. (laughs) I don't feel like Jackson's is ever like that. Jackson's always was like deep. Anyways. Yeah. We we got on a tangent. So how was your break? You had, how was your Christmas holiday and traveling? You went to Colorado to see your family. I did, yes. The trip was wonderful. Um, Hi, what? Yes, hi. The trip was wonderful. Um, Yeah. The trip was wonderful. Seeing family was amazing. The kids got along great. Really? Really good because the year before, Nolan and Rhea, who are the same age, um, kind of got into some fights and had some like, you're not my cousin anymore moments. But they played great the entire time. the only issues were, okay, remember I had pink eye a few weeks ago? Oh, yeah, feces of the eye. Yes, yes, thank you. Uh, so my niece got it again while we were there. Boy, maybe and you gave it to her. I was already done. I'd been done. I was clear. Mm, okay, um, so you wash your hands? <laughs> yeah. I think their dog is like licking its butt and then licking her face. That's probably accurate. She got it twice pretty quickly, and the dog's fairly new, so... Uh, so then Nolan got it at some point. I mean, everybody felt good, but it was just kind of like, how do we wash everybody's hands and keep this from spreading? Um, then Nolan got it in the other eye after we came home. So you got it and in one eye and then... Sebastian has it. Yeah. You got it in one like eye. gave it to the other eye, like right before the other eye ended so that it took a few days to show up, then showed up in the other eye. So he Boy. missed the first day back of school, which was fun. And then Sebastian woke up two days ago with it in both eyes so oh, we're right. still it's it's the gift that keeps on giving <sighs> feces is infesting infecting your eyes at the present moment <sighs> but everybody feels good it's just we're walking around looking yeah i don't feel like i've never really felt sick having pink eye i've always just it's just yeah. like an annoyance you're like oh my eye itches crap you're not supposed to do that go wash your hands oh my eye itches crap yeah, exactly. i'm not supposed to do that go wash your hands like it's just an exactly. annoyance of an eye thing i don't know yeah yeah. Um, but the biggest issue was, okay, so I don't know if you remember, I was trying, I was really advocating for driving to Colorado. Yes. I hate flying. And for a while I thought we were, and then Derek was like, no, that's dumb. Let's just fly. So because we waited so long, we had to get, you know, the cheapest flights were just the worst possible flights. So I broke all of my usual flying rules. Oh, Usually no. I will only fly out of Burbank. We had to fly out of LAX. Oh, that's that in itself is horrible. That, I always yeah, I tell like, friends no, who visit kidding. us. I tell friends who visit us, like if you are, if it's twenty dollars, I will pay you twenty dollars. 
exactly. just to fly out of Burbank because LAX like much is, is so much more complicated. And you're adding like two hours to your trip. It's just oh yeah, and, and I, I love when, I love how people also get flights to LAX. Like oh, but my my flight leaves at three in the afternoon, so we're avoiding traffic. I'm like avoiding traffic there when I have someone to talk to, and now yeah. I'm by myself and exactly. I'm going to be stuck in traffic. Good thing I have the Denial Podcast to listen to in order to pass my time. But seriously, I know. You like the shameless plug? Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. I like it too. And there's always traffic, so. They were LAX. Yeah, always. Always. Um, And it's just far anyway, even if there's no traffic. And I was like, look, one of the reasons I didn't want to drive was I hate having to ask people to take us and figure all that out and it's just such a horrible ask and so I'm like Derek you were in charge of it this is your thing you want to fly you have to figure out the travel did Wyatt take you um no well hold on let me let me get there um oh the other thing was the flights there and coming back were like in the middle of the night so some people like the middle of the night though because then all the kids are asleep but that doesn't always work out to your favor yeah, it doesn't because, yeah, they all kind of fell asleep on the flight, which was fine. But when we got home, they were like wide awake at 2 a.m. We didn't get to my parents' house till 2 a.m. And then Oy. we were off the rest of the trip. I mean, everybody was up super late every night and slept in really late. And then even this week, getting up for school, I've had to set an alarm the first time ever. Oh, to go really? To school, and I'm like shaking them up and trying to dress them while they're in bed because no one wants to get up. We're still that off. Because then when we flew back in, it was the same thing. We oh. flew in late. So it just kind of throws you off. Yeah. Anyway, so getting to LAX, <laughs> um, I left it to Derek the day before. And I kept, you know, nagging him, like, do we have a ride? Do we have you figured it out? He was looking oh, no. up every possible option, like renting a car, leaving it here, doing this, doing that. We were trying to avoid having to take any kind of shuttle from somewhere else because we have so many bags, so many kids a stroller, it's really irritating to have to like, okay, now we park here. Now we get on this stroller. Now we move. We're trying to cut all that out. Um, So finally we decided on that it would be cheapest just to book like a private shuttle, one of those airport shuttles that picks you up from your house and takes you right to the terminal. Okay. So I book. so he's calling me the morning of Derek's like, can you book this? Just do it. I'm in the car. I was like, fine, I will handle it. I booked it. Uh, I, <laughs> um, they sent me a bunch of confirmations all day long. Like here, we're picking you up at 615. Yes. They kept texting me and emailing and, and it was great. And I felt really calm about it because oh, it no. seemed like the best option. Oh no. So even getting downstairs, like all of our bags and our kids, somebody's got to stand with the kids in the bags and somebody's got to run back and forth. So we said, let's go down a little bit early pack our car and then we'll just drive around and look at Christmas lights until time to be there, but we'll already be downstairs. So we're already in the car, packed everything, kids, um, five huge bags, double stroller in the car. We're driving around. I get a call 10 minutes before the shuttle is supposed to pick us up Okay. at 6.05 saying, hi, this is primetime shuttle. Um, we're going to have to cancel your shuttle, so uh, but don't worry. We'll give you a free refund. Thanks. No. I went ballistic. 
10 minutes before they were supposed to go. Ballistic. Okay, I thought this, okay, hold on. I thought this story was going, I put in the wrong date. And the shuttle never came. Like, I thought it was going to be a you issue. And, you know, uh-huh, we have uh-huh. mommy brains. And we're like, oh, yeah, we're leaving yeah. on Saturday. Da, 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 da. Yeah, oh, that's next sense. Saturday. Like, that's where I thought the story was going. But instead, it was the company 10 minutes before. You would not assume that would happen. And it was her attitude, too. It was like it was the most normal thing. And she kept saying, well, we'll give you a free, a full refund. I'm like, well, of course you're going to give me a free refund. I'm not refund. using your free. service. A full refund? Yeah, of course. That's the least of my worries. Obviously, you're going to give me a refund. <laughs> How am I going to get everyone to the airport? Um, yeah. And also, this was December 23rd. So the reason we didn't ask a friend is because everybody was gone already. Or oh, yeah, we were too. Or they had a bunch of kids. Yeah, everybody was gone. The people we would normally ask for that. Or it was people who have like four kids and it was right before Christmas. What time was it? And they don't live close. 6, 15 p.m. Yeah, we wouldn't have been able to do it because we were already at the mountain house. We left at the mountain house like at 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And then, and even if I'd called you, if you had been home, it's like you'd have to come from Pasadena, drop everything like dinner time, you know, we'd still be waiting. Anyway. I would have done it it though. I, two Awful. reasons. I would have done it for two reasons. One, because I'm your ride or die friend and I would have done anything for you. And two, it would have been like two hours of me not having kids. So it would have been a win-win. Actually, that's true. You know, I it could have worked. About that. Yeah, I always worry about like, oh, people have kids. They shouldn't. And, but it's like, no, I would Sometimes it's an excuse. Yeah, of course. Uh, Chris, hmm. Holly needs us. The Gates family needs us to serve them. We <laughs> need to take them to the airport. I got to go. He probably would have been like, okay, I'll do it. And I'd be like, no, backfire. (laughs) Now I'm alone with the kids. This doesn't work. Darn Holly. (laughs) Curse prime time shuttle service. Oh, Oh my goodness. I'm like, what do you mean? You're calling me 10 minutes before. They're like, well, we can't, we can't find a driver in your area. I'm like, but I had a reservation. It was confirmed. Isn't there one? Well, the driver's not answering his phone. I'm like, what do you mean he's not answering his phone? That makes no sense. I think at some point I even suggested that just someone in their office come pick us up right now. Like, some, I'm like, <laughs> you have to, like, fix this. I don't understand. But it was the attitude, too, of, like, just, oh, we have to cancel it. But, you know, refund. Not like, oh, my goodness, this is crazy. This has never happened before. We can't get no. in touch or with him. What we it... don't know what to do. You know, some sort of like, this is crazy and we can't believe it's happening and we're so sorry. Yeah, like, no, they, they have to even... not, re- they, they didn't realize at all the hardship it puts on their customer. Okay. Yeah. At That's all. like the most insane thing you could do to someone. Yeah. So what did you do? So we were just standing there. I was just standing in the garage with the kids and all this stuff. I called and I texted a neighbor who I saw her car was there. Um, and, but she wasn't getting back to me right away. And I was like, well, we can't, we ended up ordering an Uber black. Why, why not just leave your car at the LAX? It was going to be so much because we were going to be gone for a long time. Oh, it's like $16 a day. So it's going to probably be like $400. I mean, it makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So we're like, this is going to be cheaper, even though it's crazy expensive. Um, the guy was like two minutes away, so he he came right away. But then, of course, I what I wasn't even thinking about was the car seat situation. He was like, "Does the two year old have a car seat?" And I was like, "Oh, well, we weren't planning on bringing one." Oh, jeez! And now you we have to bring one. We were going to be in a shuttle, or um, but he was he had four kids, and he was like, "Okay, look, uh, 
if anybody pulls us over, I don't work for Uber. I'm your friend. Here's my name. I will get in big trouble. But just, and I was like, fine. I'm like, I'll take responsibility for it. Sebastian just sat next to me, seatbelt on, <laughs> no car seat. <gasps> really? Um, yeah. I was just like, I can't, I'm not doing this. Because we had a ride coming home and my parents had car seats and everything. I was like, I don't, I can't do this last second. Yeah. That, yeah, that would be we horrendous. Did, we did that. And he, we were like, so do you, are you supposed to, because Uber now at LAX, they have to park in some lot and then you take a shuttle, which is what we were trying to avoid. He like took his Uber placard off oh. and and he actually said when you drop you're dropped off I think it's when you get picked up you have to do the shuttle thing but dropping off it's more okay but anyway he was just very nice and helpful <laughs> he probably was like you should have called Uber in right the first up. place come on yeah what is Uber black it's like the really expensive nice Uber because also I mean what Uber is going to fit all of our stuff but Uber black is like extra big and so it was two hundred dollars Patty what two hundred dollars but it was still cheaper than any other option we had and then of course the neighbor got back to me while we were in the car on the way like oh my gosh I totally could have taken you but I just saw this oh that's that's me that's when I feel really bad I had a friend who had a dead battery and she was trying to call me on why she saw Uh, me on school and was like my battery's dead can you just take the and I'm like I just saw this three hours later I'm so sorry uh, oh yeah that's crazy um But the funny thing was the day before Derek had been kind of making fun of me because I'm very passive and I don't like, even with food, I think it was a food issue. And he was like, just ask to send it back or do this. And I'm like, no, it's fine. Like, and he was just like making fun of me. Like you never cause a fuss, blah, blah, blah. So this was, (laughs) I got off the phone and he was looking at me. He goes, I have never seen you like that before. (laughs) It was amazing. He was like, let's go have sex now. <laughs> he <laughs> probably totally turned on and was like, this yeah. is the holly. You've got zero. Yeah, hi. And a bear. Yep. Sorry. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Good thing you didn't hear me <laughs> just talk to you about yeah. having sex with no. your no. You're not husband. Speaker, so that's fine. That's Ooh, funny. Someone might be poopy too, but I'm going to ignore that. Let's ignore that. Oh, yeah. Poopy. Uh-huh. Okay, there we go. That is crazy. Um, Have have you seen the movie Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? Yes, but not in a very long time. There's a scene where Steve Martin is at a rental car company, and he just, like, loses it. And and Derek was like, that was you. You were Steve Martin at the rental car company. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, you have an orange. I know, I see. Oh, this is fun. Crazy. Yeah, so that was our biggest story was just, I mean, everything else was great. Wyatt did pick us up on the other end because he was in our car. So we had all our car seats and everything the way we planned it. Uh, But it was still really, really late, like 1 a.m. So, you know, fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's just crazy. And it would have been no big deal if you were at Burbank. It would have been like, oh. Oh, no Even the Uber, black, the Uber Black Poly would anybody. have been your first choice, and it would have still been like 40 bucks. And you'd be like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> no, we would have had a friend take it. You know, a, a, an acquaintance can take you to Burbank, and you don't worry about it. That's true. Yeah. That's very, very true. Oh, crazy. Well, my Christmas. Our summer, we are driving. Yo, you have to drive. For th- you. Yeah, Hold on. We're, Let's we're start done. over. Oh, do yeah. the, this do in the summer. 
So anyway, when we go back to Colorado over the summer, we are going to drive. Oh, you, you'd be like, no, you, we're not doing that again, Derek. We're driving. Yeah, yeah. Driving. We're going to turn driving. it into a fun, like, maybe see the Grand Canyon, maybe, you know, make some stops. It'll be summer. We'll have plenty of time. That's what we're doing. Isn't Grand Canyon the opposite direction of Colorado? No. Oh, it's, I don't There are two different ways you can go. One is through there. I didn't know that. I want to go to the Grand Canyon really badly. Yeah, I've never been. Yeah, either. But anyway, how was, how was your Christmas? Well... The first part of Christmas was really great for me. Um, the kids, my friend Joy, we had a great Christmas. Like it was yeah. fun. We went, I put my friend Joy on Monday. We went to the mountain house. Um, it was fairly easy getting up to the mountain house because our driveway, our, the street to the mountain house, the bacon getaway is very steep. Um, mm-hmm. And that's usually where the most problem is with ice and snow and stuff. And so it was really easy to get up there. And then we got there and like two hours later it started snowing. And so the kids and oh, I like perfect. played in the snow and like as it was snow as it was snowing, we took videos. It was this, it was great. Um, the, everything went really well Christmas day. I, we barely had any incidents. The only thing was that Chris was grumpy. Like he was grumpy and he was just handling the kids like, not to the right intensity that they were. Does that make sense? Mm. That, like, mm-hmm. I don't, I think he has PTSD of holidays. I think that's what it comes down yeah. to. I think the holidays suck for him now because even though we've changed so much so that it's less and less, he still lives in a weird way as it's not changed. I'm just like, we had everything fine. Like, there was no big, huge meltdowns. Like, I don't know why mm-hmm. you're so he grumpy about this. He was already anticipating it. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's almost like he anticipated it being so bad that he just responded like it was so bad. Uh-huh. And then the day after Christmas, it was bad. <laughs> oh, My kids really, everyone. yeah, the kids really have a hard time coming down from things. Yeah. My, my kids have a hard time coming down from things. Like it's just the excitement and everything. Their body produces twice as much cortisol and adrenaline and all that stuff. So it's a legit trauma thing. Mm. So it's just hard for them to come down. So that was hard. And then I wasn't happy with Chris, the way Chris was handling things. And then I was being triggered. And then it was just, it wasn't as fun as it could have been. And it was still a lot of fun. We got two feet of snow. Like we were just gallivanting in the snow all the time, coming in, having hot chocolate, having a fire, like. It was really funny. Oh, like we had snow too. So fun. It's it's so nice. Which, by the way, you need to buy your kids snow clothes. Come on. I saw pictures. Just buy them snow clothes. Just snow boots. They have and- snow. They borrow snow clothes at, at Grandma and Grandpa's. I saw pictures and I was like, they were not in snow clothes. Like snow suits. I saw a picture on Instagram and I oh. felt so bad for Nolan's little like legs. Because I was like, he's in a fleece pants. That's going to get wet and cold. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, no. no. Uh, a few t- yeah, yeah. Yeah, you Sometimes pop- they had the snow pants on, and then one time we couldn't find them, and then, yeah, he would come in, and we'd immediately have to take all of his pants and underpants and everything off because yeah. he was freezing. Yeah. I, we make it a rule that you're not allowed to go out in the snow without <laughs> snow pants on and snow boots. Like, shirt, I'm like, whatever, you know, but. And only Dawson wore my mom's snow boots because he could fit into them, but we, we figured out a few things that we're going to have for next year. Well, I <laughs> but told. But my mom's going to buy all of them. And keep like it there. And just have them there. Yeah. We don't need them here. 
Oh, completely. And that's the best way yeah. to do it. And and knowing that she's buying it secondhand and then it'll trickle down, it's going to be worth it. Yeah. Um, we buy stuff every other year. And this year we probably should have bought stuff. But I'm like, nah, you fit. You're fine. You're not complaining. We're good. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So it was fun playing in the snow and all that kind of stuff. But it was a lot of snow. And to the point where... My friend Joy was getting a little bit anxious about not being able to get out and meet her airplane and stuff. So her and Chris did so much physical work by shoveling not only our driveway, but the whole street because they wouldn't come up because it was so bad outside. Mm. And I was like, I'll take care of the kids. Oh, the kids want hot chocolate. I'll keep them out of your way. (laughs) It was totally, (laughs) I much rather be with the kids playing in the snow and having snowball fights and making snowmen and whatnot, even though we didn't make any snowmen, but you know what I mean? Um, the whole time, the best thing was that I could push them and they would just fall into a foot of snow and they'd be like, ha ha ha, that was so much fun. So I got some aggression (laughs) out in that sense. It was great. Um, but then as the break continued, things got progressively worse Mm. and Zandy's anxiety just became so unbearable. Like she was having three hour meltdowns and she was throwing things and she was, and we would be able to have it for a while, but then just the like pettiness of what it starts off with is this, and it's not about her brother touching her chair, you know, like it's not about that, but that's what like triggers the end result Yeah. And then it's just like, so then it takes so much to like have sympathy and empathy and like everything to be able to handle her because you just want to tell her, shut up. Like, shut up. Like, just shut up. I, and don't get me wrong. I think Chris and I did yell that at her a couple of times (laughs) in the last two weeks that has been happening. Um, it's, and, and school had gotten worse before the break. I mean, she mm. trashed an office and there was incidents of her being restrained because she was climbing oh, walls wow. and her anxiety of school and being trying, like them trying to teach her to read and write and just do mm. stuff is just gotten really bad. And Chris and I are feeling like defeated. Like, what do we do? Like, what needs to be like? We were just like, I don't even know. So the f- things just got progressively worse as as the days went by. And I think she realized, like, oh, Christmas is done. I now have to go to school. Uh, and yeah. so then every day we didn't go to school, it just added to the anxiety of and it all. And the closer it got to having to go to school. The worse it became. Is she So for Dawson, he was really great the whole time. And then, like, the very last day when we were leaving, he all of a sudden – was like crazy town and I was like okay this is this must be the limit because when he's out of therapy in his regular routine he will he's okay for a few days but if it's too many then he kind of yeah gets a little a little cray cray um does she have that where she's out of her routine too or is it just the anxiety of having to go back to the routine I think a little bit of both like I think Lexi's the yeah. one who wants the routine more and Zan- mm-hmm. Lexi's the one who wants the routine more Jackson's the one who needs a routine, but I don't have a routine for him really yet that I need to probably put into place. And then Zandy, I think, is just the anxiety of school. 
And there's social yeah. anxiety of not thinking she has friends and anxiety of thinking everyone thinks she's stupid. And then the anxiety that she puts mm-hmm. on herself of like, I mean, she told Chris before the break that she thought her brain was, that she's stupid and her brain is bad. Girl. So there's all this like internal frustration and anxiety. And as Chris was, that's what was crazy is that the minute school started, Chris became super dad. Like he was phenomenal and has been handling her so well. And I'm just like, where was this on Christmas? Like why? Huh? Which made me to even. Chris needs his routine and was upset. He does. I think he needs his routine. He also needs a break from the kids. Like his patience level is just, he doesn't have it as long. And I realize that like, I am calmer when the kids are not in school than when they are in and he's calmer when they're in and I'm more stressed when they're in because when they're out, I'm like, dude, we're just supposed to have be kids and have fun, you know? And so they are, they are Mm -hmm. calmer. I'm calmer. We can do all do it. But when they're in school, it's like, I feel like I have to be the special mama bear and make sure all the services are doing and things are doing and what, you know, like what, what Mm -hmm. have we talked to the teachers? Like I have to do so much more and try to help them so much more than I'm just, I, I'm the one who gets stressed and have anxiety of school mm. stuff to do too. He was having these amazing conversations with her about her brain and all sorts of stuff. And then, and then basically told her like, look, we're having meetings with them with the, he calls them the bureaucrats <laughs> and we're trying to figure this out. And she, he was telling me that like the, she, he could see the anxiety be released. And he was like, don't pick up a pencil today. Just, just don't run. Like that's all your mm. job today to do is just stay in class. And yeah. let's figure out what we, you know, and she, mm-hmm. he could feel her anxiety just kind of melt away. And then I was really proud of her. So we see Robin, our emotional therapist, the girls rotate, they see one sees it and then they do a group session and then Lexi sees it and then they do a group session or something. There's some kind of like rotation and they see them, see Robin individually and then they see Robin together. All right. Just the girls. And Zandy asks Chris, like, do I get to see Miss Robin today? I really need to talk about some things. And oh. I was like, wow, okay. Like she totally acknowledges like who Robin is in her life in that sense. You know, mm-hmm. like she's, she doesn't say that. <laughs> I know who Robin <laughs> is in my life. But it was just like really, I was really proud of her of like recognizing that. And then Lexi, Chris had a conversation with Lexi because Lexi likes her time with Robin. And so Chris had a conversation with Lexi and Lexi then told me like it was all her idea of like, you know, <laughs> Zandy needed to see Miss Robin, so I, I went ahead and let her take my session. And I'm like, wow, thank you so much for being a, you know, a big sister, yeah. like a sister who's serving your sister and all that stuff. It was funny. And Chris was like, oh, I had to coax her a little bit. And I was like, totally get it. But, but he's like nailing it. So Monday happens, and it's the first day of school. And she refuses to go. Like, yeah. dead weight in the bed already throwing things kicking screaming so I managed to get clothes on oh her my gosh. and I tell Chris you just take care of Lexi get Lexi food and everything and I'll take care of Zandy and then when we're at school I'll need you to figure out like we'll have to figure out Jackson like who's gonna transport Jackson so it ended up I had I was able to get Zandy in the car pretty fairly easily considering all things and then I put Jackson in the car and then he, they met me at school and Chris already had dropped off Lexi and then took Jackson. And at this point where we're like squaring away Jackson, Zandy climbs out of the window and runs down the street. And I'm oh like, my Oh my goodness. Okay. 
So I basically manhandle her all the way up to her class and we sit outside her class for like 40 minutes. And by this point, I'm like, I guess I'm just staying and doing third grade today. <laughs> like it is what it is. And it's a short day. So I'm like, whatever. I was somewhat bummed because I had planned on taking Jackson at Disneyland and having like a mama date with him, but uh, we still did it. We just did it afterwards. But that's you were okay. somewhat yeah. bummed that you had to go to school instead of Disneyland. Yeah. I, with a screaming kid who's like throwing things. Yeah. I was somewhat bummed. Anyway, so then I finally get her in class and we, whatever, like I spend the whole day with her. And while I'm in at school with her, the head of, head of SPED and the case manager um, call me. And I'm like, I'm at the blacktop with Zandy. Like, what? You know, and they're like, oh, we didn't yeah. realize. You know, come touch, talk, touch base with us before you leave. And I was like, okay. So I was like, fine. So I ended up, whatever. We got her integrated in school for certain parts and whatever, but I couldn't leave. Like, she knew I couldn't leave and whatever. So then finally lunch happens, and I'm like, okay, I got to have this meeting. It's fine. She's like, okay. So then I get this meeting, and basically – they have a a reading specialist, like a dyslexic specialist, who was their case manager last year, who I requested at the beginning of the year to be the case manager. And they said, no, but we'll keep her on as the dyslexic specialist. And I'm like, okay, fine, whatever, I'll settle. Then they have this meeting with me on Monday to say that they're going to take her off the case and the case manager's going to handle all of it. And I'm just like, what? Uh-huh. No. Like, I don't agree with this. And I said the reason why I don't agree with it. They retorted their reasons why they don't agree with it. And I'm like, this is, you're not putting, like, this isn't right. Like, no, I don't like this. I agree with Mm. it. And then she, I said to him, I go, but then nothing happened. Like, they were just quiet. And I was like, but you're going to do what you want to do anyway. So one is a starting. (laughs) And at this point, I I handled myself somewhat civil-ish, like, I didn't call anyone a B, you know, a B word or anything. Like I was, I was civilish. And he, she goes, well, really, uh, it's going to start implementing tomorrow. And I just got up oh, and grief. was like, fine. And like walked out. Oh. And then I realized like, I need to tell the girls. So I peek back in and go, have you told the girls yet? And she goes, no, that's one of the things we're going to discuss. And I was like, don't talk to them. I will handle it. And I was like, great. So you're already having that day with Zandy. And now someone that she likes and trusts, you have to be like, she's going to be gone tomorrow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We've been completely truthful, probably more so than we should have with the girls because Mm -hmm. I like started, I like walk out. I held it together. But the minute I walked and turned the corner, I busted out into tears because I'm like, I can't believe you're doing this. Like we're not even, (sighs) and I said that I was like, we're not even having a good year. and You're going to change things up. Like, I guess it can't Mm -hmm. get any worse because you know, obviously Zandy's not doing anything right now. So might as well just change it now because can't hurt because she's not doing shit, you know, (laughs) like, yeah. And then I was like, this is the only thing working for Lexi. Like, I can't believe you're taking the only thing that's working for Uh Lexi and whatnot. And I was, I was like livid and I was like, I walk out and was fine, whatever. So and we already have an IEP planned for Wednesday. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Oh, that was Monday. And I, I'm, oh I'm crying. And then I'm just like, and so then Zandy's like, well, how did your meeting go? I go, it didn't go well at all. And she was like, oh, I'm sorry. And I go, it's okay. I go, but no, I go, Zandy, I need to do, you need you to do your part. Cause I'm doing everything I can do for my part. I go, but it's all my parts not going to help you unless you do mm. what you need to do, which is be in class. Oh, and I was good. like, stay in your brain and be in class. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that's what we say stay in your brain to like not flip out like emotional crazy so we're like stay in your brain Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. anyways um i like that and she's like okay and so she and i was like so i i'm gonna tell you this is what the meeting was about and i said i said they think that you know this person should be i don't want to say names that this person should be the case manager and do this with you and we think that you know miss v should should be the one that stays with you the whole time and whatever and they both were like wait what like they both got sad and angry to a certain Uh extent of like but we like our time with her and like why you know like and I was like I don't I go I don't understand it and we have another meeting on on Wednesday and we are gonna figure it out and we're gonna Uh fight for what we think is best for you and okay so then the next couple days the next day that was Monday so Tuesday Chris has conversation with them and they both are like, I can't believe we're not going to get to see her and do our time with her. Like we enjoy that and whatnot. So like, they're totally, you know, crazy about it. So then Wednesday happens, which is our IEP meeting. Mm. And the funny thing is, is that Chris took the girls to school and I was with Jackson and I guess Chris was like telling Zandy, like, I'm going to be having a meeting with the bureaucrats to figure this all out. You know, just just whatever you do, just be respectful and, and stay in class, whatever. And so <laughs> Chris, Zandy looks at Chris and goes, Dad, don't get kicked out of the meeting. <laughs> and Chris was like, I'm going to try not to, baby. I'm going to try not to. Because yeah. Chris says things, like, a lot more real to them. Like, Chris is like, look the leaders aren't strong leaders and we don't like the way they're leading this and they don't need to be doing this. And we're going to fight to, you know, like Chris tells them like Mm -hmm. it is like they have great hearts and they have this thing, you know, like we know the heart's in the right spot, but at the same time, like whatever. So it's funny. Terrible decisions. Exactly. Like he tells it like it is. So he's like, and you know, and he gets furious and stuff. So it was so funny. And Zandy going, and then I was like, well, she didn't tell me to not get kicked out of the meeting. (laughs) So I was like, we're done. (laughs) So, yeah. And then we have this meeting and barely anything gets done because we're having an FBA assessment done. So the, the the ABA person or whatever, I don't even know what that, that's not the ABA, but whatever the behavioral analysis person mm-hmm. is there and asking questions and whatnot. And we talk about some things. And I like did a formal request of like, I want so-and-so to be the case manager because of these reasons. And I need to remind you all guys that there's, you know, my kids are, have had a trauma past and that this is, these are not decisions that are good for them because of this, this, and this. Like I like practice in my head so many times what I was going to say that it came out like without stumbles, without editing needed. Like it was like, y'all are stupid basically, but not really. So nothing really happened in the meeting except that more of the people that are just angry at how things are going. And it's really because of the two leaders of the school like it's the leader of sped and it's the leader like the principal they just are not strong leaders and they're just not able to handle it and they're not i truly believe one of them's not qualified to be in her position at all and it's like so hard because all the teachers are like really trying and like while i was on school you know being a third grader on monday one of the teachers was like i am trying so hard like i really thought we had a good relationship and I'm trying to get into her and then there's like nothing. And I'm just like, I don't even know what to do. And I was like, no, we're at a loss too. Like I'm here. Like I, I, I get it. Like, 
So all that to say that barely anything happened and we got more furious. And then I talked to like all my, all my different friends and groups and support groups and asked for help and whatever. So basically today I wrote a nice professional, not so nice email, basically saying like, after debriefing and everything, like this can't continue. Like we need change to happen and mm-hmm. we, this is what needs to happen. And I like, I'm not sugarcoating anything anymore. I'm like, this is my request. Yeah. I request communication done every single week. Um, I am, this is what I request in their communication. Like I am, requ- I, I was like, I'm requesting the communication by the end of the day. Cause it's today's supposed to be the first time we get one. I'm like by the end of the day, just to reiterate what was said in the IEP, I am re- expecting to have a brief summary on all of the services, pull out and push-ins that are happening, as well as a summary from all of the advisors in their respective project blocks and respective blocks to tell me what is going on. And I expect it to also include how much they are engaged with support and without support and how much Zandy is eloping and the duration of those elopements and the time of those elopements. Like I was like, this is what you're going to be telling me. And then I also, and I was like, I am okay with the weekly, weekly updates with Lexi. I go, but until Mm -hmm. Zandy is no longer eloping and, and, and is engaged in class, I expect them daily. Oh yeah. And then I was like, I expect, I was like, I'm requesting, what was the other thing? Uh, I had to have a meeting with the director and the head of SPED, my two favorite people that I'm trying desperately not to punch in the throat. I'm having a meeting with them next week to talk about the case manager because that's a systems issue and not an IEP issue. So we need to have a different meeting. I'm oh, like, my, oh gosh. my gosh. Even though we're all the same people discussing it. Yeah. I was like, fine. And I was like, that needs to happen in the early next week. And then I was like, I get that the behavioral plan is going to take two months to happen. And I'm not going to know what the behavioral plan is until then. Mm-hmm. But until then, we need to have an intermediate planned so that we know what's going on now because we can't waste two more years, uh, two yeah. more months of this. And I even said in it, I was like, something has to change because my kids in, are not thriving. And I said, Lexi is barely surviving. And quite frankly, Zandy is drowning. <laughs> That's what I like, yeah. wrote out. Oh, good. And then I also requested something else, but communication, the meeting, and the behavior plan. And then I ended it because we have we have um, reached out to Wood Small Law Group to help us with this because we don't think it's going to go very mm-hmm. nicely. And so I said, you know, in, in the interest of full disclosure, we have reached out to the Wood Small Law Group to assist us oh, in this. Good. That'll put some fire under there. Yeah. It's just hard. Like. It's so hard because you don't, it's like, you don't want to be that parent that the people at school don't want to deal with, but if they're not doing it, you have, they're making you be that person (laughs) and you're going to have to do whatever you want to, you need to do to fight for your child. Yeah. So I hate that. It sounds like everyone at the school is so nice and helpful except the people who matter the ones in charge making the decision yeah well then it makes them not have the support that they need you know so today after recording I'm actually going to school to be there so I can be around again Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to try to go once a week the whole time so I can get my own data you know or whatnot yeah but I'm actually I am here I am around and I'm not going away (laughs) yeah uh yeah so I'm going to have a uh, like a nonchalant talk with two of Zandy's teachers one of them I have no clue like what she does and like 
I never hear the girls like, well, it's only Zandy. I never hear Zany say her name or anything. Like I never hear mm-hmm. them talk about her. They never talk about what they do in that class. They only talk about, Zandy only talks about two classes when it comes to that. And I'm like, well, maybe she's getting pulled out because it's a literacy teacher. So I was like, maybe she's getting pulled out and whatnot. Anyways, so I'm going to have a talk with the two teachers that I actually know are really trying to do their best and tell them like, hey, I'm giving you, not a heads up, I'm going to say, look, I know your heart is in the right spot. I know you're doing everything in your power to accommodate and have let Zandy be successful. I know you're not getting the support that you need and the resources you need for it. And I know you love my kid and all these kids and you're a good teacher and you're doing everything that you possibly can. Mm -hmm. And just so you know, it's going to get ugly and it has nothing to do with you. Like I like that Zandy has you as a teacher and I'm Mm -hmm. grateful for that. And just let you know, like it's going to get ugly because Zandy needs to get what she needs to get. And now I got to do what a mama bear does, which is fight for their kid, you know? Yeah. So I'm going to have two conversations with two of the teachers. And then, so Ava's, I almost said something. Sorry. So I'm also going to talk because this school has like a a elementary school and like a middle school, high school. And so there's a director Mm -hmm. over both of those schools. And then there's a director Uh, for each of those schools. Does that make sense? So there's an elementary director, a high school director, essentially, and then a director that oversees both of them and who's like the founder of the school and whatnot. And I'm going to have a conversation with her and say, look, the heart of of this place, I almost said it again, (laughs) the heart of this place (laughs) I know is doing great things and I know wants to do great things. And this is the reason why I'm doing this. And then lay out the two people I don't like. Mm-hmm. Not even don't like. Their hearts are in the right spot. They're just not qualified for the positions they're in. Like that's what it comes down yeah. to. So I'm going to tell her yeah. that. I'm like, and this is why I'm doing it. And I'm sorry. Like it has nothing to do with you and what the, mm-hmm. but in the then end, I'm going to get, get what you need to get. And again, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And hopefully maybe she'll have more of a say in these things now or whatnot and see what needs yeah. to be done or something like Shirt off. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> Shirt off. Sebastian, <laughs> do you know how many expectations? Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> I was going to tell Sebastian, do you know how much expectations are on you? Like, you cannot <laughs> have an IEP, Sebastian. You're not I allowed know. to have an IEP. Oh, my gosh. It's just crazy. Yeah. Like, and then, then like, it's, uh, yeah, like, I don't know. And I don't know what we're going to do. Like, I'm going to take it day by day. I feel like we're in the right direction. I feel like having, writing that email wasn't right and now I'm gonna I mean I was supposed to be doing this all along and people always told me to but I always felt like oh the school's giving us what we need and whatnot yeah but now I'm realizing since the leadership has changed (laughs) well it all like the leadership changed like two years Uh, ago the leadership changed and it's gone downhill since then Uh, and so I don't they give us in writing everything we want but they're not implementing it and they're not Mm. You know, so it's like, okay, that I ha- things have to change. So yeah, I'll be updating everyone because A, it's the main stress of my life right now. So, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and B, I, I mean, hoping it like I'm learning so much that hopefully these tips will help everyone else. But everyone told me like, you need to start documenting everything. Every email you write, print it out and put it in. I'm like, why? And now I'm like, oh crap, the lawyer's going to yeah. ask for all this stuff and I'm going to have to give mm-hmm. it to him. 
So that's the next week's agenda is to get all the paperwork in order, which is I'm like, yay. I thought I was done with foster care and I didn't have to do all this paperwork, but nope, nope, nope. It will always continue. Always. And for people who aren't familiar with IEPs and how they work, a lot of people will bring a lawyer or, and there, there are entire law firms that deal with IEPs and like just this kind of thing um, to help get people services. So. Thanks for riding on the denial bus. What's your stops coming up? You're going to have to get off. Get back to the real world. Life. Don't worry. You got this.